You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Nationals played game two of their three-game weekday series. Cody Poteet went opposite of Yoan Adon, and with a win, the Marlins would lock themselves up a series victory. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Back with you at Lone Depot Park on the 10th inning show. The Marlins have beaten the Washington Nationals tonight by the final score of 5-1. to one. Miami's won back-to-back games to start this series. They are now 5-0 and oh against the Nationals here in 2022. This is a good ball game. It was early on a pitcher's duel between Cody Poteet, who after pitching brilliantly in the bullpen to start the year, total of eight games, allowing just one run in 16 and third innings, made his first start of 2022 with Jesus Luzardo having gone on the injured list. Yohan Adona, rookie right-hander pitching for the Nationals, and this game was scoreless into inning number four. Poteet was cruising along. He set down the first ten in a row, but with one out in the fourth inning, the Nats finally managed a base runner. Juan Soto, an infield hit, so they had in a scoreless game a man at first, one out for their most dangerous hitter so far this season, the first baseman, Josh Bell of the year. 1-2 is bounced to first. Short hop pick Aggie down to second. 1. Rojas back to first. It's a double play. And the Marlins are out of the inning. Beautifully turned. Nice job by Jesus Aguilar. Quick return from Miguel Rojas. The double play goes 3-6-3. That's all for the Nats in the fourth. So Poteet had faced the minimum through the first four innings in this game, allowing the one hit. He had three strikeouts. And he was through four innings on 37 pitches, 26 strikes. Poteet then in the fifth struck out the first man, Nelson Cruz. He walked Yadiel Hernandez when Cabert Ruiz hit a fly ball to right for the second out in what was still a scoreless game. Don Mattingly decided to go to the bullpen for Anthony Bender, and Bender struck out Michael Franco to end the top of the fifth and keep this game scoreless for Cody Poteet. Four and two-thirds innings of one-hit shutout ball. He walked one, struck out four. Poteet now has worked 19 and a third consecutive scoreless innings. So Bender got out of the fifth inning in the Marlins' half of the fifth in a scoreless game. Yohan Adon was still on the mound, and the first man he faced was Miguel Rojas. On 1-0, there's a ball ripped deep to left. Way back, Hernandez at the wall. Goodbye, Miguel Rojas. 1-0 Marlins. For Miggy, his second of the season... And the Marlins had the lead. The game moved on to inning number six at one nothing. Bender began the inning getting Alcides Escobar to ground to first. Victor Robles followed with a single, but Bender promptly picked Robles off of first base in a big spot. And it would prove to be an even bigger play as that inning unfolded. With two outs and nobody on, Cesar Hernandez reached on an infield hit with lefty Juan Soto coming to the plate. Donnie brought Steven Okert into the game, so Bender was pulled man at first two outs, and Okert got into trouble issuing back-to-back walks to Soto and then Josh Bell. So, down one nothing, the Nationals had the bases loaded with two outs for the veteran slugger Nelson Cruz. Okert 
Cruz, a swing and a miss. Got him with the slider. The Nats leave him loaded in the sixth. A big piece of pitching by Steven Okard. To the last of the six, still 1-0 Marlins. And in the last of the six, two good defensive plays to start the inning with Steve Ciszek on the mound for the Nationals. Avi Garcia robbed in a nice running catch in right field by Juan Soto. And then Brian Anderson denied of a hit on a good play at third base by Michael Franco. So there were two outs and nobody on base. Brian De La Cruz would have batted next, but De La Cruz had to leave the game after being hit by a pitch in the fourth inning. He left with a right forearm contusion. He was hit by a 96-mile-per-hour fastball from Johan Adon. So De La Cruz left the game. Jesus Sanchez came on in his place. You know all about Sanchez's recent struggles. 0 for 4, four strikeouts on Sunday. Only six hits in his last 63 at-bats. He didn't play last night, didn't start tonight, but in his first at-bat in this game, coming into the game, midway through, he came up big in inning number six. The 2-2 is ripped deep to right center field. Way back at the wall. Goodbye, Sanchez off the bench tonight and back in business. It's 2-0 Marlins. It was a big home run for Jesus Sanchez. It was a big home run for this team, and it felt as though the Marlins had a little bit of breathing room at that point. Sanchez takes Steve Ciszek deep, and it was 2-0 Miami into the seventh. Stephen Okert allowed a leadoff hit in the top of the seventh. Yadiel Hernandez came back to strike out Cabert Ruiz. Then Anthony Bass came into the game. He struck out Michael Franco for out number two, so trailing 2-0. Two the Nats had a man at first, two outs in the seventh, and Anthony Bass went after Alcides Escobar. One over to Miguel Rojas. That's a liner to left. Miggy's got a hit. Racing over, trying to cut it off. Fernandez is going to by him, though, and rolled to the wall in front of the Marlins' bullpen. A double for Miguel Rojas. He had a home run to start the scoring in the fifth. He's now two for three in the game. No, that wasn't what we were looking for. What we were looking for was Miguel Rojas making a dazzling defensive play deep in the hole at shortstop on the Escobar ground ball that ended the top of the seventh inning. He was able to force Yadiel Hernandez out at second base. That sent this game to the bottom of the seventh when Miggy led off with a double that you just heard. After that, Eric Gonzalez tried to drop down a sacrifice bunt to advance Miggy to third base. The bunt was mishandled by the Nationals pitcher, Erasmo Ramirez. That put runners at first and third with nobody out in the bottom of the seventh. Miami up two to nothing. And the Marlins caught a big break when Ramirez, who had just made one error, made another really big one with Jazz Chisholm at the plate. Throw to first, it gets away. Rojas is going to score. Headed to second base, Gonzalez. He wants third. Bell's throw across the diamond. Gets away, and here comes Gonzalez. He's going to come all the way home. And just like that, it's (laughs) 4-0. So three errors in the span of about a minute. Two of them throwing errors by the pitcher, Erasmo Ramirez. Actually, uh, one of them a throwing error by Erasmo Ramirez. The other a fielding error by Ramirez. And a throwing error by the first baseman, Josh Bell. And it was a 4-0 ball game at the end of 7. The Nats would finally get on the scoreboard in the top of the 8th. Anthony Bass began the inning. Victor Robles hit a ball back up the middle that looked like it was headed to Jazz Chisholm out behind second base. But Bass kicked at it and actually kicked it toward the third base foul line. Went as an infield hit for Robles, who was 2-4 for four tonight. When Cesar Hernandez doubled, the Nationals down 4-0 at second and third. Nobody out. Marlins brought the lefty Tanner Scott on to face Juan Soto. He got Soto to fly to left for the first out. 
Josh Bell, then a sack fly to left field. That brought home Robles, made it a 4-1 to game. But when Nelson Cruz lined out to Aguilar at first base, the inning was over. We went to the bottom of the eighth. Still, the Marlins 4 and the Nationals 1. Paolo Espino out of the bullpen for the Nats. He got the first out, Avi Garcia, on a line drive to right. Garcia won for four tonight. Brian Anderson followed with a double. He took third base on a ground ball off the bat of Jesus Sanchez. So trying to get that run back, they had allowed in the top of the inning, leading 4-1 with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. The Marlins had Anderson at third base, and the catcher Jacob Stallings at the plate. On 1-0, Stallings in the air. Shallow left center, long run, Robles won't get there. It's a hit for Stallings. Anderson scores. 5-1 Marlins. They've got the four-run cushion back. Stallings ran his hitting streak to seven in a row with that eighth-inning RBI single in his last seven games. Now nine for 22 with a double and six runs batted in. Six RBIs in the last seven games for Stallings. And the Marlins led 5-1 going to the ninth. Tanner Scott started the ninth with a lefty and a switch hitter due. He struck out the left-handed bat of Yadiel Hernandez, then walked Cabert Ruiz. He was pulled at that point for Cole Solster with the righty bat of Michael Franco coming up. When Franco singled, suddenly things got a little bit interesting. The Nationals down 5-1 at runners at first and second with one out. They got the tying man to the on-deck circle. Pinch hitter Lane Thomas batting for Alcides Escobar put together a 10-pitch at bat against Scott. But on the 10th and final pitch, he hit a drive to the warning track in center field that was tracked down by Sanchez for the second out of the night. So the Marlins were an out away and actually a strike away from putting this one in the win column with two on, two outs, ninth inning, leading 5-1. to one. Cole Solster going after Victor Robles. Nats down to their final strike. Some come to their feet here at Lone Depot Park. Solster ready. The 1-2. Robles a swing and a miss. And the Marlins have beaten the Nationals for a fifth consecutive time to start the 2022 season series. The final Miami 5 and Washington won. For the Marlins, five runs, 10 hits, no errors, seven men left. For the Nationals, one run, seven hits, three errors, and eight runners stranded. Anthony Bender, the winning pitcher, one and three out of the bullpen. Ioana Doan takes the loss for the Nats. He falls to one and seven. Time of the ball game was three hours, 28 minutes. As the Marlins with the win improved to 17 and 19 on the season, they've now won four of their last six games. Marlins move to 500 here at Lone Depot Park. They're nine and nine at home. As for the Nationals, they've lost five of six. They've lost 19 in the last 25. They fall to 12 and 26 on the season. A season high 14 games under 500. As Miami now five and zero against the Nats this year, 10 and two against the National League East. And now 12-3 against teams with losing records. Marlins 5-16 against teams that are 500 or better. For Miami, their first five-game winning streak against the Nationals since 2011. Marlins hit two home runs tonight, giving them now 11 consecutive games with at least one long ball. They've gone deep 17 times in the last 11. It's the second longest streak in Major League Baseball this season. The Cardinals have an active 12-gamer, although right now, they're in the bottom of the ninth against the New York Mets and have not homered. They lead that game 4-3. to three. If it ends in the bottom of the ninth, the Cardinals' streak will end at 12. Marlins would have a chance then to match it with a long ball tomorrow in the series finale. A few other notes for the Marlins offensively. Ten hits in this game. Two from Jesus Aguilar. He was two for four. His second straight multiple hit game. 
Marlins got home runs from Miguel Rojas and Jesus Sanchez. Miggy with his first three-hit game of the year. He had a single, a double, and a homer, an RBI. He scored a couple of runs. Big RBI single for Jacob Stallings in this game. And Jorge Soler, who did not start tonight because of low back stiffness, did not come into this game off the bench. He had been the only Marlin to play in every game so far this year. He was 35 for 35 in terms of appearances, but he gets the full night off tonight. So no Marlins going to play 162 here in 2022. Marlins over the Nationals by the final of 5-1. to one. Marlins pitchers tonight recorded 10 strikeouts. Every time Marlin strikes out an opposing hitter, Marlins going to contribute $25 to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. The Marlins and AutoNation again working together to strike out cancer in our communities this year. Again, $25 for every K, 10 tonight. That's $250 for the season now. Marlins pitchers up to 319 strikeouts. That is $7,975 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative all right so the marlins top of the nationals the miami marlins improved to 17 and 19 the nationals fall back to 12 and 26 boy is it a struggle for these nationals in 2022 before we hear from marlins manager don manningly let's take a quick commercial break this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the Marlins beating of the Nationals in Game 2 last night. And Donnie, another nice performance from Cody Cote. How pleased are you by the job he did tonight? Yeah, I couldn't ask for much more, right? Um, yeah, just clean early, you know, low pitch count. Um, yeah, we, that was kind of the end of it, no matter what for us. You know, felt like five ups was going to be probably as much as far as he could go. Uh, but he kind of cut his cut his thumb with a fingernail so he was kind of bleeding out there so we just had to the point that we were going to call it a day there big nights from both miggy and uh sanchi who've been struggling lately how nice was it to see them contribute in a big way and what can a night like this do for guys who have been in a little bit of a slump yeah you hope obviously like anything else hitting's like a good feeling and kind of contagious as a team we've seen it kind of starting to get going uh, everybody wants to come to the party, right? And, you know, Miggy being able to hit that homer, give us the lead, and then a, another big hit, a couple of big hits after that. Sanchi having to, you know, coming into the game, hitting a homer, obviously big force gives us, I think it was, that made it 2 nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just good to see him do something that he can feel good about. Hopefully that helps him going forward. How's Taylor Cruz doing? Sounds like okay. They're calling it contusion. Um, I'm assuming they did some type of x-ray or something. They called it a contusion. So hopefully dodge a bullet. We'll see what his swelling looks like tomorrow. And then the fifth inning after you took uh, Poteet out and Bender comes in, the alarms start going off. You have that little bit of a delay there. Just What's going on in your head there? And then to see Bender not get faced by it and be able to get the out again. Something like that when something awkward or odd happens, you can, they can get frazzled. I thought he should have made him hit with flashing lights. That would have been good. But, uh, no, 
you know, you don't think about too much there. You, you, you assume Big J Lack calls down and says it's going to be a couple minutes. I trusted him when he said that. Felt good about it. Let the umpires know. So, you know, didn't think much about it. Um, I was like, just how much, going back to, you mentioned you know, pushing the reset button for Jesus, giving a breather, you know, Miggy. How much of your job, obviously, it's, you know, pitching changes, this and that, but it's being able to manage when you realize, you know, guys need a break or just how they're doing off the, you know, just. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it, but you rely on your, your staff, too. You know, the guys in the cage, uh, J-Row, we talk about those type of things. Uh, Mel, possibly, if it's a pitch on the pitching side, but uh, and then you rely, hopefully, on some experience of seeing guys go through things and knowing what they're kind of, see the faces, right, and you see the looks and the body language, and, and sometimes you, you want to let them fight through it, and then other times it's like, okay, let's, let's give this guy a couple of days. So we, want, we were trying to give him two days. Obviously, the you know, the hit-by-pitch didn't allow that, but, you know, the hopefully... You know, he gets he comes in and does something, so it's great. And then Miggy, you know, obviously, you know, Miggy's going to get going. I know Sanchez's going to get going. Quite honestly, both guys. I'm not. I, I really don't worry about either guy. You just see it on their faces when they struggle and they want to. They want to contribute. So Oker in the sixth, bases were loaded. Could have been momentum swing there and get strike out Cruz. Just yeah, lock that down. Yeah, you know, it's funny. They they give you the, the pockets. The analytics give you the guy. This is the best guy for that spot. And. And he walks the first two guys, and you're like, mm, I'm not sure if this is the best guy or not. But obviously, he gets a big out there, right? And then uh, and gets us another out in the next inning. Kind of the way this game went it was a kind of a bullpen game. We had it mapped out, kind of know where we wanted to be right-handed, know where we wanted to be left-handed. Um, tried to do that, and uh, guys did a nice job. Bullpen did a nice job. With Gonzalez in the seventh sack bunt, um, in that type of situation with Miggy getting on with the double first and the speed of Gonzalez, is that something that you guys call for or you just kind of trust him to make the decision? No, we want to bunt there. Um, it just seemed like the right thing. Miggy doubles. Jazz is coming up next. It's just a spot that we feel like we can tack on a run. Um, and so, we, you know, you're going to advance that guy. You'd like to say you know he's going to hit up ground ball or a ball to the right side to move him. Um, that's not as easy as it looks, and they, they're kind of giving you the bunt. Not necessarily for the hit or, or whatever they called it, but definitely moving the runners. You know, it felt like that was the right spot for it. We don't do it much, but you want to do it sometimes. Until Miggy's homer, just what was their pitcher doing to kind of keep you guys off? You know, I thought their guy was really good today. He was aggressive with the fastball. He was getting after our guys, and it seems like, you know, he – He's got a, he's got, he's got good, really good stuff. And for me, just looking at him on tape a little bit, you know, he gets that ball going across, and it's got some pull to it. Uh, and I've seen a lot of guys kind of getting around it just a little bit. But he was, he was throwing a lot of fastballs. He was on the attack, uh, used his breaking ball enough to make you think about it. But I, I thought he was, you know, he, he, he was aggressive today. And I, I you know, seen him pitch in spring, but you don't think about that much. But uh, you know, I thought he was on the hunt today with the fastball, and and really, he pitched really well. Okay, that was Don Mattingly after the Marlins win over the Washington Nationals. Miami has yet to lose to the Nationals this season. They will put their perfect 5-0 record on the line tonight at 640 when Josiah Gray and Pablo Lopez go head-to-head. We're on the air at 610 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.